With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Giannis is 
definitely wearing a uniform. I mean, I, I don't I don't wish that on any franchise. Yeah. He's not coming to the Knicks, so I, I'm, this is not even like a self-serving kind of a thing. But <laughs> it's – I mean, if he's not in Miami, I'd be kind of surprised. If he's not in – I'm not even going to say Miami, but I just feel like Miami's going to have it all lined up for him. I think Miami or Dallas have the – I think Dallas has the, the best pool. Like, if I'm Giannis and I can go play with Luka, it's a wrap. But if you're Giannis, you're going to score 30 a game playing next to you, Luka because he's just going to be setting you up. Because that's all Giannis needs. He needs somebody to get him a couple of easy buckets. Like, everything is so hard. Like, when he talked about he sees a wall and he's run through it, he just he said that because that's what he do when he plays. Like, yeah, every time. <laughs> there's, nobody get, there's nobody creating anything easy for that dude, man. Oh, uh, so yeah, yeah. He well, I, I definitely him, don't. I, would, I don't Luka's want that. Luca's my happen. guy. Yeah, I love Luca. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if, like, this season coming up, he maybe you know takes some extra rest. Um, doesn't really go so hard. Um, oh yeah, y'all got the pick coming back. Yeah, we got that pick. <laughs> I need, I need that pick in the lottery. <laughs> it, it would be ideal if it was in the lottery. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna wish anything negative on Luca because I love him. Uh, you know, Porzingis is just as unreliable as I knew he would be. So, Ten a lot of my, the Maverick fans in my life, I'm like, hey, enjoy, enjoy seeing him put up 35 and 15, and then be out for eight weeks. En- enjoy that <laughs> because that that was my dream. Like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, he he tore something. Are, are we sure? Oh, it's his knee. Oh, I'm sure that'll be fine. He's only seven three. Um, right. Every time that dude falls down, I used to hold my breath. Every time. Like he's gonna break, man. Like he's gonna break. So yeah, if they if if they get uh, Giannis, that's damn. That's a problem for the league. That's a that's a huge problem for the league. I I, I really don't. I actually don't want that to happen. Now that I'm thinking about it. Cause yeah, then if you got Giannis, Luca, Porzingis. Yeah. Even if Porzingis is only there sixty percent of the time, when he is there, I mean, you got two seven footers and a six eight point guard. There's a lot, and who can like you got a, one of the seven footers can shoot it out to twenty five feet. The other one, a freak, athletically, like how you could put a lot around that and be fine. Like you have so many options to just be like. All right, we just gonna throw out a small guard, or we gonna put another big guard out there. We gonna put two forwards out there. You know what I mean? Like you can do whatever the hell you want with a lineup like that. Um, yeah. So I if think in a Dallas, year, if in a year they haven't really made it, they still lose in the second round or what have you. Maury, our boy, is is like yo, Embiid. Embiid no. had a good season. Embiid for no. Giannis. No. Straight up. No, Simmons, you're saying Simmons. no. No, I'll talk to you. You call me about Simmons. I'll talk to you. Call me about Simmons. Really? I think Simmons is, oh, phys- yeah, Simmons is physically more reliable. <laughs> He's like, you want him Simmons now? Physically, I mean, you can have to throw some other stuff in there. But we can't <laughs> yeah. start a deal with Embiid. Tobias? Yeah, we can't start a deal with Embiid. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Simmons Aaron? is Tobias. I mean, if we got to trade him, so I always assuming that he's about to bounce and we need to get yeah. something. Yeah. Like, they need to get something. I'll take Simmons and Tobias. Even at that money, Tobias is still, what, 26, 27? You you figure, you put some shooting around. We already got shooting. You know what I'm saying? So it's basically a very similar team. You've added another score in Tobias. Simmons is Giannis without a couple extra feet of arms, you know what I mean, like with a smaller wingspan. I mean, they're basically the same dude. Um, Simmons Hmm. shoots less than Giannis, but – I run that back. I run that out there real quick. You don't lose a whole lot defensively. Um, well, then I, I don't think know that's going to happen. Is like as far as a locker room, um, oh, I think that's probably terrible. the biggest question about Simmons is can he leave? Uh, no. But, you know, you think about that later. All right, so he's going to be on the 76ers, and the, which is definitely <laughs> terrible. All right, I don't want to play don't want to. If they don't trade Simmons for Harden. <laughs> Please, come on. I, that made me hey, so it, angry. It happens, oh, they're going to pursue Harden. Like, no shit. <laughs> they're going to pursue with what? Who are they? Come on, man. That just make me angry. It, yeah. it, I, I cannot imagine them wanting Embiid, 
And then if you'd want Embiid, there's nothing even close. And 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 I would have to know Embiid is like gonna come in and be, you know, Shaq and L.A. level motivated. Otherwise, forget yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's not yeah. even worth it. I'd rather just win 50 games every year, lose in the second round, with Harden. I'd much rather that than be. Oh, but see, no. Houston's okay. problem is is that after after they get rid of Harden, they don't have a draft pick to like 2030. <laughs> yeah, it's all gone. Yeah, it's all wrapped so they, up. In they're run. gonna be terrible. And, yeah. So they gotta try and get a younger guy in there who can at least keep them afloat, you know, for a couple of years. Because Harden is he's at his prime, he's at his peak, and his value is as high as it's gonna be. All right, let's get into this. All right, yeah, so we got a couple go. of things, a couple of topics that we're going to get into. Um, where do you want to start? We're going to talk some Buster. We're going to talk hip-hop and Trump. <laughs> um, we're going to talk 1996. 96 is going to be that year. So we're going to talk about 1996. We're going to set up a little conversation around that. So where do you want to start with this? Let's start with uh, extension level event two. Two. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. So, Buster Rhymes drops Extinction Level Event 2. Um, first off, just what were your impressions? Um, so, I, you know, I, I was texting you probably a week leading up to it. I don't know. It was probably yes. my most anticipated uh, release for the year. I was up, uh, so Ninth Wonder does these Instagram live uh, sets. And so he said, like, I'm, I'm going to be – debuting this thing. So I listened to it in my house with headphones at like 99 volume, right? So I was like <laughs> blasting this and Ninth was going crazy. I mean, he was just, he was on one that night and he played probably about 11 joints, 11, 12 joints. And I was literally like, this might be the greatest album I've ever heard in my life. That was, that was my initial <laughs> impression. Um, then I listened to it the next day, and I noted that uh, Ninth played about half the tracks on the album. I still think the album's great. It's not as great as that first day. I thought, like, wow, this is going to be an 11 album. This is going to be like an Illmatic. Like, this is going to be incredible. Um, I still think it's incredible, um, but it has some weak areas that I'm not crazy about. But uh, I, I, to me, it's still, like, for me, immediately the number one slot for 2020 best album, and I, I got to think about it some more. But the the feel I get from listening to it, it's very re-listenable. It's it's kind of an opus in my view, as far as production, rapping, flow, the way he puts the songs together, just the vibe of the whole album. It's it's masterful, and so. Um, for me, it's 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 long awaited and it lived up to the hype in my view. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I had a very similar experience. Um, the first twelve tracks, I, I I was literally just in it. I was I was in it. I was like, yo, I can't believe it, yo. This is crazy. <laughs> like it was crazy. I mean, like I literally was like, I started I started like I. I I stopped at about track. I stopped on the slow flow, the ODB track. Mm. I stopped at that one because I was like, okay, I got to put this into context. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me just. I pulled up his catalog and Spotify. I'm like, okay, is this this gotta be his best album? I mean, this is sickening. <laughs> like, this is so good. Like, I yeah. was like, I was. I mean, the energy he had the trademark Buster energy. Um, yeah. His flow was crazy. Strap yourself down. I played that in the car with my kids. Now I got pre, I got you know a twelve year old, a fourteen year old, a fifteen year old. We were we, we were headed to the gym. Uh, they do some basketball, do some hoops, do some hooping, and I put that on. And they were like, "Why is he rapping like that?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Y'all don't know. This is Buster Rhymes. Y'all finna get educated." <laughs> so but he was like, going he so. Hard. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it, it it was something, and their reactions like it was something they never heard before. It just they never heard anybody go that hard on the track. Never. Yeah. Never. And just uh, bizarre. 
I mean, just all of it, man. Those first 12 tracks. For me, at you, after you, it took a real steep dive for me. It's still mm-hmm. probably going to wind up being the best album of the year off the strength that I've heard those first 12 tracks. Because, mm-hmm. um, again, after those first 12 tracks, I was like, yo, this is a classic. Like, yeah. this is Busta figured it out. Like, yep. And the way I, I was framing it up in my head, because I was thinking about talking about it on this show as I'm listening to it, I'm like, how can I put this into words, what I'm experiencing right now? And mm-hmm. the way I had framed it up in my head was, you know, when Nas dropped his album, it was like Nas was trying to make 2020 music, right? That was mm-hmm. Nas's album. Nas yeah. making music in 2020. Yeah. Busta Rhymes' album was a Busta album in 2020. Yeah. Two different things, yep. right? Yep. Like, this is what a Busta Rhymes album sounds like in 2020. Not Busta Rhymes trying to make 2020 music. Yeah. But this is like his vibe transformed, evolved, and fast-forwarded into 2020. That's what he had. And he had, I mean, it had a vibe. It had an essence. It had a message. It had lyrics. It was consistent. It was tightly knit. The sound was all connected and, and very chaotic, but at the same time, thick and and it just all flows so well together, man. It's just it was just like literally it was crazy. I haven't had an album give me that vibe in a minute, man. And it was it was I was I was in, and then it just took a nosedive. <laughs> And not not in yeah. a bad way, like it was terrible. It just wasn't what it was. <laughs> and when you no, go from uh, that, like, I go ahead. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you because you you were like, man, it's the second half. And I was like, man, is the second half so bad? So you know, I had to put it into a spreadsheet because that's how I understand it. So color code. This is how, this is what I do to albums. Don't judge me. So um, I put them all down. So green is good. So the first twelve, they're all green. The only one that I had to think about was Out of My Mind, the Belvis DeVoe track. And the only reason I say that is it is a bit too manufactured. Like, it's, it's, it's one of those Buster songs like Pastor Covassier where I'm like, all right, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. It's fine. But it's like you really were like, okay, here is my club track, and I'm going to do club things in it. And yes. uh, so that one I was kind of like, mm, all right. But the – the 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 uh the poison sample is then the beat is everything's crazy um and Busta got a co-production for that track he's he's he co-produced a couple of tracks on here where i'm like wait a minute now um yeah i noticed that yeah so i was like okay all right i see you Busta. all right so we get to you you was 12 all right 13 is oh no that that is to your point that was buster for whatever reason trying to make a 2020 track it had a trap beat on it I was like, what? what is this? I don't know why he did this. I have no idea why Why this is on there. Um, then Don and the Boss, the Vibes Cartel, I know why he did this because, you know, he's, this is the yard, this is the Jamaican, like, yo, I'm going to do something. But it's not a good song. It's, for right. whatever reason, it's the lead single of this album, which what? I had forgotten. Yeah, they released this over the summer. I, I mean, I didn't know it was part wow. of uh, Extension Level, but, like, this track came out, and I was like, Oh, this is not great, and um, I-, I wish this wasn't on the album. He could have just released this as a single on like some compilation reggae album, and that would have been great. Okay, fifteen is best I can with Rhapsody. I like this one, um, and so Ninth was also providing like a lot of background on on the album and the history or whatever. So this is a late edition. So some of these I think were late editions because so you know the background. Like he pretty much had this thing done three years ago or something like two years ago and was kind of just sitting on it and uh he gave a copy to ninth and ninth so like i just had to sit on this for two years i couldn't share it with anybody all i could do was just listen to it and he was like quality control so he talked about how busta asked him to add something to it so there's a couple of tracks on here like mariah carey i think was an add-on but all the first 12 11 12 were the ones that i think were on the original and so I think the back end is where you see a little bit of the, all right, let me add a sprinkle of this, sprinkle of that, and that's where it kind of went for. So best I can that I like Rhapsody. 
Um, where I belong, like right? That. You didn't like I, that. I, one. I really didn't like that one. I really didn't like that one, and it had nothing really to do. Really didn't like that one. Why? I'm curious. I, I so think it had I might nothing know to do. Why. It had nothing to do with the actual music or the rapping. I just didn't like the message. I did, I couldn't get on the <laughs> okay. vibe of like, why yeah. is the woman apologizing? Okay. Okay. This is America. This, this is. <laughs> This is exactly my point. So when I'm listening to it, it is funny because I was kind of like, all right, Rhapsody raps, and then Busta raps. So I was like, okay, this is obviously a he said, she said. And then it wasn't until like the second or third time I listened, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is a, they're both blaming the woman on this. Yeah, I was like, this I, is I, yeah. weird. That's weird. It's very unique. Um, yeah. So for I, me, I, it was like, okay, if you're going to have Rhapsody on your album, yeah. Why yeah. you had? Why are you trading like child support versus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and that's why when I text, I was like, he wasted a rap feature. Like, if you gonna have rap on your album, like, don't be trading child support versus, man. Like, and it just didn't align with the rest of the vibe that he had created. Yeah. Like those first twelve tracks, he created a vibe, but he just never went back to that. Yeah. Um, that one. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So that one, I liked it, but it, it was strange to hear rap, especially because Rhapsody's very pro-woman. Like, she's got the, she's been on a couple of features now with, like, J. Cole and J. Electronica, where she's, in, in essence, being the strong black woman, like, I was here for you, what's up, like, let's have a real talk, which Busta could do, but for whatever reason, she was like, yeah, you're right, I was crazy, my bad. Yeah, she was just like a prop. She was just like a prop <laughs> in the vent and be like, so like, for me, it was just like, yo. We never give women a pass when they mess with crazy dudes and it doesn't go bad. So I'm not giving you a pass for messing with a crazy woman and it went bad. Pick better spouses. Yeah. All <laughs> Pick right. Pick better people this, to have this kids is, with. This is mature, mature, <laughs> mature hip hop listener. Just come on, come on. It's funny. So I had a, I'll, I'll continue. Saying, I have one of my boys uh, hit me up. I was like, Yo, you have to listen to this thing. And he hit me up on like a DM. Like he was like, I don't even want to post this, but he was like. I think I would have liked this in the 90s when I just didn't know enough about life to know how problematic some of this stuff is. And I was like, exactly. oh, man, come on. Just listen to it. All right, so exactly. where where I belong with Mariah Carey, I'm I'm literally just – I'm going to pretend this track doesn't exist. So we could just, just – Please do. We're I mean, not even going to talk about there. it. Yeah, all right. So Deep Thought – this one was weird. I guess he, he 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 did it himself. This seemed to me a little bit like a therapy track, right? So it starts out. I'm like, I'm not kind of sure where this is going. And then it's like, oh, okay, this is him just venting. So he talks about Chris Lighty. He talks about his dad and his spouse. Maybe I, I, it was kind of weird. But uh, yeah, so I, this one I put as a um, borderline. But then, and this is why I just do it. Like the look over your shoulder with Kendrick Lamar. I, that MJ said, I mean, everything about that track to me is incredible. Kendrick verse is dope. Busta comes is dope. The flow is dope. The sample is crazy. I don't even know how they cleared MJ sample. I don't know who they kidnapped to get the Jackson Five cleared. But uh, the way that thing is chopped up, it's been in my head for over a week. So that one, I put as one of the best tracks on the album. Wow, well, I wasn't there with that one. So, again, I text you, like, I feel like he wasted a Kendrick feature. He wasted – so, like, for me, like, this again, it's, like, not necessarily anything wrong with that song. Kendrick raps his butt off. Busta actually outraps him um, on the song. I just felt like that beat was so soft. <laughs> like, and I, I don't know what it was, but I was, ex- like, I just felt like I wanted, I wanted a, another energy level, and that was, like – like six notches below the he's chop taking you and down. The, 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 the are, album's about the, to end, man. He's he he he's bringing it in for a landing. I don't I know. Get it. I get uh, it. I get it. I I I, okay. I I get it. And I and I and I don't hate it. And I don't think it's a bad song. It wasn't what I was expecting, and that threw me off. And okay. the beat is good. I like the beat. I think the beat is really. I just thought it was a. I thought it was a mismatch of like artist energy and then beat energy, and I just didn't get the synergy with that one. Um, that one was another one. Where I was like, like this one is 
solid. It's a good song, and it can stay, right? Like, so when I create my, my playlist of this album, when I take the junk out and just put in the joints I like, that one yeah. will still stay. Um, yeah. Because, again, lyrically, it is on point. Like, it is sick. Like, both of them kill it, and Buster, that's one of his best verses. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I and I've heard people just being, like, loving it, and I'm like, man, I don't Something wrong with me. I don't love this that much. <laughs> like it's good. Something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. You're, you're in a bad space, man. It might be the election. <laughs> Listen to it this like two weeks from now with President Biden. You're gonna be like, this is the greatest song ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. Right in a month. In a month, we'll finally get a final. Uh, <laughs> when they finally Christmas. call it. When, it's, when we have a president at Christmas, you'll love it. All right. So right. that would be. So then, you'll never find another me. Um. I did not think this one grew on me. I've been listening to this album a lot. Um, initially, I was kind of like, hmm, this maybe is a little manufactured, but this shit slaps. I mean, Mary is, this almost is like a Mary song with the Buster interlude, but it's got the funk and the soul. This is another Buster uh, produced track. It's got an Ain't No Love kind of vibe to it, um, like a little Kanye Yeezy ish. Um, and so I like this one. And again, it's it's slower. It's definitely more an introspective kind of a thing. But uh, I thought this one was good. The, yeah, and it, that one was solid. That one was solid. Again, it was just wasn't right. where the other ones were. All right. And then freedom. This one, I was like, meh. I, that's literally my yeah. meh. Like, if you have yeah. Mary, you don't need this track. Like, you you already have yeah. the you don't. Mary track. This is redundant. Yep. Um, Again, and then yes, agree, 100%. <laughs> and then Satanic, um, that's just him saying that, you know, and again, Busta albums always have this. So I'm, I guess I'm used to the end. He's always like, all right, so just to wrap up, um, good and evil, God and the devil, choose choose wisely. There's a lot of devils out there. All right, I'm out. And that's what this track was. And it was just done. It's just pure God flow. Like just yeah. bust the like, let me you know break it down. So this one yeah. I liked as an outro too. So that's so on the back end I have one, two, three, four, five tracks that I have removed from my playlist out of eleven. So that's not a great yeah. hit rate. So you are no. right. The back end of it is quite uneven. Uh, so I was like, all right, you know, you know what? You're right because I'm not even listening to four of these songs regularly. Like, I cannot let that, where we belong, my God, why? Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> and, and I, I get what he was trying to do. They had a moment with the with the uh, Give It To Me joint that they had back in the day, but, like, yeah. nah, we didn't need that again. Nobody wanted nope. that. Nobody, no, nobody was asking for that. <laughs> nope, nope. So, yeah, so overall, I, I guess a couple of things, like, big picture. Buster is um, just as a rapper – in kind of a league of his own. And, you know, the whole T.I. Uh, Buster thing was funny to me because I kind of had it in my head, like, T.I. is like a hustler, but, like, Buster is an artist. Like, he's literally an artist. And this album is just him showing his range. So he's got tracks on here that are live anthems. He's got ones on here that is just straight serving you bars, no hook. I'm just going to give you a minute of spitting, and that's it. He's got the silly stuff. He's got the introspective stuff. He's, I mean, he's got everything, and it's effortless, and you can tell he's having fun. It's just like seeing Peyton Manning or, like, Tom Brady at, like, their peak powers when they would step up to the line, and they'd be like, all right, what do we got here? Oh, I see what you're in. All right, I'm going to do this, and it's just effortless. It's almost like, oh, I, I don't care what you what beat you throw at me, what kind of song I'm trying to do, I can do it, and it's gonna and it's gonna look like I'm not even trying. And this is, you know, eight, eighteen, no, twenty, twenty five years into the game, which is just incredible. So this yeah. made me feel like I was in high school again. This had a '90s vibe throughout it, from uh, the Dilla to Rockwaller to you know the premiere tracks, everything about it. The high Swiss tech. Track, I mean. Yeah, switch track. track. I miss man. high tech. The MOP like, track, man. It, there's just so many just like yeah. moments. Yeah, like yeah, it's just that that first half of this album was godly, man. It's just gold. Like he yeah. was, 
he had the he had all six of the Infinity Stones right there, and he was yeah. he was just pushing. Yeah, he was getting it done, man. So I'm 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 happy. This this is gonna hold me off for a long time. I and the fact that this he had this put together two years ago and was just sitting on it. I was like, why? why? I don't I don't understand. Yeah. And hopefully he'll come out and explain this. I was like, you could have put this out in 2018, but you know what? I think it's right. I can't think of a better yeah, we time need it. We needed to listen it. Yep, to this. We needed it. Yep. <laughs> we needed it right now. And so something else I've been right thinking now. about on this, and then I know we got other things to do, but like um, I feel like this is a year for lyricists, right, for actual song creators. Because, and I think we talked about this last time, no one's in the club. <clears throat> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So people who make their, their bones by making these club anthems, it's kind of like, well, why are you going to drop something now? It's not going to hit the way you want it to. But it's opened up this space. I mean, Jay Electronica dropped two albums. Two. I mean, they're largely overlapping. But I was like, he dropped two albums because I think even he saw, like, people are going to sit with this and listen to it and kind of really, like, listen. I think people are listening to music more so than I just want to go. I just want, I just want this to be the backdrop to A Good Night. And I think that's kind of why it's perfect for his his album to come out now. Agree, agree, one hundred percent. I think that's a spot on analysis right there, man. I think you hit the nail on the head for sure. So we'll see what else comes out. So as Drake's been real quiet, as I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where the Drake tracks? I'm, so that was the other thing I'm like too. Drake don't have a single out, a none. Yeah, but that was the other thing too with the Kendrick song. I was like. All right, because I saw it. I was like, oh, he got a song with Kendrick. We ain't heard Kendrick all year. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait. to. I'm going to play it through, though. I'm not going to skip forward. And then when I got there, and again, it was just like the beat was just too, it was just too whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> like, MJ I Slander, I won't stand bang. for it. This is, this is Jackson 5 Slander. <laughs> How dare you? Move on to the next one. We'll move on to the next one. So, uh, thinking about this, right, it, it got me thinking about Buster albums, and we're about to have a conversation about 96 when he first dropped uh, with The Coming. Now, you uh, sent me, I don't know if it was a tweet or a meme or whatever it was, where somebody put reasonable doubt into perspective and kind of talked about the kind of retrofitting of reasonable doubt as this, like, undeniable classic and the person who whoever put it out there was just like, yo, in 96, this was like coming off the bench music. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't even like in the starting five. And shit, shit stressful, bruh, on Twitter states, <laughs> I maintain Reasonable Doubt was the sixth man of rap albums that year. The shit we'd bump if we, had, if we ain't have our starting five in the CD wallet. And only through history rewriting outlandish, RCMH, I don't even know what that is, 10-year anniversary concert type stunts. Do y'all rate it now more than you did in the moment? Yeah. And so you sent me that. I digested it. And then I was like, yeah. yeah. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. And so what I want us to both do is like not not thinking kind of 2020 you, yeah, but 1996, you, where was yeah. reasonable doubt? Like, where was it at as far as your ranking of of your 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 your, prior, your rotation? Where was reasonable doubt in your rotation? So I I kind of sat down with this and like laid it out. And first and foremost, 96 was 96 such an crazy. amazing year. 96 is such is, an amazing bananas. Year. If you have it recently, just go back and look to see what dropped in 1996. It's like when they do the 96 draft, and you're like, all those yes. people came out in 96? You're like, yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like, I made my top ten, my, my ten, my ten-man rotation. I got that. Yeah. And then my honorable mention, I was another ten deep. Easy. And Easy. when you hear them, you're going to be like, you gotta be like, yeah, that was really good. Yep, that was really yep. good. Yep, that was really good. Yep, and it was like all that came out in one year, and the diversity, like the diversity is just wild. Yep, <laughs> like you got some of everything, and it was all quality. It was all I, I, all I was 
All classic. I was amazed. I was amazed. All right, so I'll you're going to go first? Yeah. I can go first if you, unless you want. I can go first for no, sure. No, you go first. So you go first. I'll start from the back and work my way up. Um, so for me, at 10, Helter Skelter Nocturnal. And, again, this is not me 2020 me. This is yep. 16. In 1996, I'm 16. I'm a sophomore in high school. Helter Skelter, Ruck and Rock, then was my dudes. This album was one of my favorite albums. I still listen to it. Every now and again, I'll pull it out. Love this album. But I got it at 10 in 96. And this album got heavy run for me. Yeah. At 9, De La Soul, Stakes is High. Again, another one that even now I will put this on when I get the feeling. Yep. 8, Ghostface Killer Iron Man. Mm. At 8. <laughs> At eight, I got Ghostface Killer Iron Man. At seven, I got The Roots, Philadelphia Life. What? <laughs> yeah. So this is so these next two are like for real. This is me, and this is also understanding. I'm a kid in the Midwest at this point. So UGK riding dirty. Oh, yep. At six, and Crucial Conflict, the final tick. Mm. This is my Chicago mm. roots. So I know hey. that's the one that's probably not on nobody's radar, but rolling on mid- hey, yeah, okay. Hey, three three hours and out from Chicago, you had to be <laughs> boy. This is like a this is a Midwest classic, all right? Yeah. Crucial conflict, the final tick, Midwest classic. You can't tell nobody around here about nothing about no crucial conflict, <laughs> all right? <laughs> so this is where we finally get to reasonable doubt. I got it at four. Okay. I got it at four. Um, and, again, I was a Jay-Z fan early. So, like, yeah. I remember my best friend from high school, who is now the DJ for Run the Jewels, mm-hmm. I had to sit him down. We sat in the East Town Mall parking lot in Madison, Wisconsin. I sat him down, and I made him listen to Reasonable Doubt because he was not feeling Jay. And I was like, bro, no, you finna sit down and you finna listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to this day, he would be like, man, I remember that time you made me listen to Jay. That was I, I thank you for that. Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, we had the whole underground thing going, and Jay-Z wasn't that, you know what I mean? Nope. And, yep. You know, but I was like, don't, no, he, this cat can rap. This cat is doing his thing. So Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, is at four. The Fugees, the score is at three. Mm-hmm. Tupac, All Eyes on Me is at two. And then Outkast, AT Aliens, you knew that was going to be my number one. I listened to that before we started it. I, I put that on before we started the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Which, just, your, again, that's just me, your Thursday get loose music. Got it. Yeah. For me, that's my set. That's, that's Outkast's second best album right there uh, with the equipment yeah. I'll be at first. In um, yeah. my honorable mention, Buster Rhymes are coming. Jeru the Damager, Matt Wrath of the Math, Redman, Muddy Waters, A Tribe Called Quest, Beats, Rhymes, and Life. Nas, it was written. Lil Kim Hardcore, MOP Firing Squad, Snoop the Dogfather, Raz Castle All Nights, Lost Boys Legal Drug Money. And I probably left some off, man. I ain't put Master P Ice Cream, man. I could have went with that, man. It, this year was loaded. Your turn. Oh, man. So, as far as the ranking, I, I, I could think of the five. But after that, it's just a, a, a muddled mess. So you, you you did a good job of doing the ten. I'll see if I can uh, if I can do that now. I, I will start off with saying recognizing and I see ninety six. I was in um, I was in my first year of college, so I was you know Brooklyn kid up listening. You know, grew up on hip hop. Now I'm upstate New York, but it's with a bunch of New York dudes. And all we do is listen to music, all we do. So Jay was like, we're all waiting on what this is going to be like. That being said, um, it was not something that a lot of people were – it didn't have the, wide, the widespread kind of love, even in New York. And, you know, the reason I, I sent you that thing is because I was like, I, I, I hear what he's saying. I don't think this is a hot take. And the reason I don't think it's a hot take is because even Jay-Z himself admits, like, I, I was not killing the game when I came in, right? Like, people were like, oh, reasonable, that's good. But it wasn't as if it stopped everything. But they didn't realize that, like, oh, when I look back on it, that there were a lot of, like, the breadcrumbs of who this guy was going to be yes. and how, how yes. different he actually was to everyone else. It was hard to tell unless you were really listening to it. So... Reasonable Doubt for me is actually 
and I, I really thought hard about this. It's hard. I, I didn't want to like say like, man, did I like this? Reasonable Doubt was number one for me in '96, and that was because I had been listening to it since '95. <laughs> so by the time it came out, I had all the tracks that were going to be on it from listening right, to Stretch right. Armstrong and listening to Pirate Radio. So like, there were only like three or four songs that I heard, and so for us it was about like what haven't we heard that was on the album? And the ones that I hadn't heard, I remember were like twenty-two, two. Like the songs that I hadn't heard were incredible. Well, just like blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, I thought he was amazing. And now I think he's more. So I'm gonna save the the uh, the suspense. Reasonable Doubt's number one. Number two was um, The Fugees. The Fugees was also an album that just I couldn't stop. I just was blown away by. And, again, I knew them and their first stuff, but I was like this, this kind of dominated everything in 96 for me. Number three I had as Ghost. Number four was Illmatic. I mean, was, uh, it was written. And I didn't love it was written, but it was not. And it was like, it's every, you have to listen to this. And I remember at one point trying to, like, get the tape from uh, somebody in my dorm because I couldn't get to Sam Goody or whatever at the mall. So I was like, yo, let me, let me hold your, your, your Nas tape. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, nah. I was like, come on. I was like, I, I want to borrow it so I could dub it. And he was like, nah. And I had to wait, like, two days until he let me borrow it. Like, yo, I, was, I had to, like, put up collateral. I think I had to give him, like, I can't remember what album I had to give him to get it, but he was like, yeah, all right, I'm going to hold on to this until you bring this back to me. I was like, what? So, yeah. So, be Nas like that. there. Yeah. And then Lost Boys was huge. Now, again, the Lost Boys, by the time the album came out, all those tracks had been out for a long time. Yes. Right? Like, the so Lost Boys yep. kind of got drunk. But it was like 10 songs that we had been listening to and dancing to. We had mm-hmm. danced to song. I mean, I lost what legal drug money was just yes. everywhere. You yes, played it was. Over. So that, <clears throat> at that point, that was, that was high up for me. All right, after that, Redman, Muddy Waters, I love huge Redman, Redman, Mob Deep, Hell on Earth, and then Roots, Philadelphia Half-Life. That's probably, oh, and, oh, man, De La Soul 6 is high. So this is tough, right, because, Different months, and I looked at when they got released, and I was like, man, I probably listened to this. But yeah. Six is High is in the top ten also. Six is High is my favorite De La Soul album by, like, a long, long stretch. I thought it, that's an opus to me. That's a song. That's a track you can put on and be like, this is how you make an album, son. Um, so that's the ten. And then after that, so, again, Pac, very, um, you know, uh, contentious relationship with Tupac. Like, I like his music, but he was beefing with, with Biggie, and I was like, so that automatically with, with your whole you on the shit the list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, I'm sorry. People were like, yo, you got to listen. I was like, nah, I'm good. But he put out two two albums. So me and my girlfriend, yeah. I remember that summer being like, man, this 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 album's crazy. And uh, so that one is that that's in the in the bonus. Lil Kim Hardcore, that really should be top ten. But I was almost like. Was it? I can't remember. And really, that was off the strength of Biggie, so I, I dropped that one down. But that's obviously got like seven songs that right now I would lose my shit to if someone played at, at loud volume. And Tribe, the beats, rhymes, and life. Listen to that a ton. So, that like the the the, the bonus ones, Akinelli. That's another one. That's probably a yep, 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 one. Yep. <laughs> but Akinelli came out that year. Put it in your mouth was probably the song of the year. Of course it was. Why would it not be? <laughs> the rest of the album actually wasn't bad, but that song was uh, a, a meteor that just destroyed everything in its path. So I have to I have to put that one on there, and then other ones that you you mentioned. And then, and then the coming, the Busta Rhymes, the coming, and Busta Rhymes came and performed in Albany that year. And I think at that point that was the best concert I had ever attended in person. It was because he did all he did like leaders the new stuff and then, you know the coming album itself had Wuha. I mean Wuha was like, you can do that. You can <laughs> you can just yes, rap one. You can do that. Thing, yeah. You can do that. <laughs> that's 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 incredible. So, the coming was a, a game changer. And to think that was, you know, twenty twenty four years ago, um, and Buster's yeah. still kind of doing similar things now. But yeah, so. Still surprising. I had reasonable doubt one. I had reasonable doubt one, but that's because of 
a version. If, if even if I was from the Bronx, I would probably not have reasonable doubt one. But this was something that, if you were a Brooklyn-based hip hop head, Jay Z was like your, uh, uh, you know, like that ace in the minor leagues that, like, you know how good he is and everyone doesn't really know, and you're like, yo, watch. This is Clayton Kershaw, yeah. right? Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. And as soon as he had something, we just loved it way more than everybody else loved it. <laughs> and I admit that. But um, but to, if, if you weren't like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn, then I'm like, oh, yeah, you probably didn't. You you, you listen to E.T. Aliens way more than you listen to Reasonable Doubt for sure. You know? Oh, so easily. that's not surprising. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Man, that year, man, that year, it was just, I, just like going back through it, man. I was like, this is just wild. Yeah, this is just, I mean, because even the Nas joint, like, it was written like I, I, I remember, because like me and my brother, who's two years younger than me, I'm the oldest. He's two years younger than me. We had to like, like, plan things out when it came to like who was buying what, because we never wanted yeah. to double up. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we would be like. Hey, so and so is coming out on Tuesday because back in the day, Tuesday was the day. Tuesday so, was the drop day. So and so is coming out on Tuesday. What are you getting? What am I getting? All right, we got a plan. Don't deviate from the plan because <laughs> if we so both follow the plan, we can get everything. Yeah. <laughs> so like, this is my roommate. This I have a box. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a box. Of, I have a box of cassettes still in my basement with all of these in there. Like, all of these are in there. So I went and looked at it. I was like, yep, I got that one. I got that one. I got that one. And the ones I don't have, I texted my brother. He has. <laughs> yeah. I, I pulled out my Reasonable Doubt cassette as I was uh, packing stuff up. And I think I posted it to uh, Instagram or something like that. And people were like, yes. And I was like, man. Yeah. This was this was yeah, it, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, my guy, who, my guy, he would be like, "Dude, you need to get CDs." I was like, "But I can get two cassettes for the price yeah. of one CD." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they it sound was, better. It was a hard I can get sell. two cassettes for the price of one CD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, yeah, it was about, about yeah, man. And that was back in the day where I would listen. You'd listen to everything. I mean, the idea of like, what oh, I'm just gonna skip around. I was like, oh no. Yeah. And when you even thinking about that, that that whole concept of listening to everything, when you talk about the diversity of what came out, like you got like Akinel coming out with in the same year Master P dropping, UGK riding dirty, The Roots, Ghostface. I mean, you got like every region of the country dropping high level stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like with like there's, I don't think there's been a year like this, man. Like there's like 25 albums. Yeah, that came out in '96. That are like, like if that if we had a year right now where 25 really really good albums came out, people would lose lose my mind. (laughs) I would definitely lose my mind. We'd almost be like it. It would be, it would be unthinkable. And that's and I don't know what what explains that. I mean, a lot of people put '94 up there, and '94 has got had had a lot, but I think '96 just for depth. I I can't think of another year that comes close. I'm, I'm with I, you. I cannot, man. I cannot. It was just, yeah, man. '96 gonna be that year. And Pac uh, had two albums out this year. That's that's. Two. I mean, obviously, yeah. The 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 Seven Day Theory, because they released that after he died, right? Yes. If I'm yeah. remembering that correctly, so that was a shit yeah. money grab. But still. Yep. It was like Pac his, his last thing, like, oh, okay, because all eyes on me was. His that was his in my view his best album. It and is. It is absolutely then his best gets, album. Then he then he dies. And then they put out this other one that's kind of uneven, but it's just like yo, he's a legend at this point. So everyone just right. So yep. I looked at sales, and he has the number one and number two top first week sales for that year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's wild. And and all eyes on me was a double disc. Like that was yeah. that was a that was a that was a double disc. That was a double album. So. Yeah, man, it's all crazy, man. That was a crazy, crazy year. Thinking about the vets and the election and yeah. what's going on with hip hop and President Trump, bro. <laughs> Where are you at on the whole Ice Cube dust up, the Wheezy dust up, the Fifty dust up? How are you feeling? How are you breaking this all down? Because these are, at least with Ice Cube, like Cube is like. 
he's a militant militant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as yeah. an artist goes. And so to see him kind of engage, it, it threw a lot of people off, particularly fans. Um, but people in the general public who just have a distaste for, you know, 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you, what has been your impression of this whole kind of little phenomenon that we're in right now? Yeah, the Cube one, man, I did everything I could to try to understand his side of you. I, I did so much mental calisthenics to try to be like, no, 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 I, I see <laughs> what Cube, you know, because Cube is my dude, right? Like, my 80s and 90s, my whole, like, the first albums that I was buying, those were, like, NWA and Ice Cube albums, right? So, like, that's my guy. I, I can't explain other than he has become, he's just out of touch. He just just out of touch. And, and this might be the case with all of them. Like, they kind of mean well. Like, him and Kanye are kind of like, I, I'm passionate, but sometimes because I'm misinformed, I just run amok, and I can be talked into doing some really stupid things, like running for president. Um, and so Cube just, if, if in a year I think he's going to look back and be like, I literally became a parody of what I rapped about in Be True to the Game. I'm, I literally became that dude who was like, I'm hanging out with Republicans, trying to get my view or what I want passed with people who are, like, despised by everyone in my community. Nobody in the hood is like, word, Donald Trump, word, you know, let's get with him. This is just Cube run amok. So I tried to give him a pass. I'm blaming it on he didn't know he was being used as a pawn, and he's not sophisticated, and that's it. That that was as far as I could stretch my brain. Um, but then, you know, Wayne and 50, it's like, are we sure? I mean, Fifty's a troll, so I, I just leave him out. But Wayne, I, I, what, what? Do you understand anything that he does? Nah. So you know, nah. I was like, I'm kind of surprised, but at the same time, I'm like, he was high, and somebody was like, "Yo, let's go talk to Donald Trump." He's like, "Word, word," and then he just showed up there, and that's probably how it happened. I don't think it was like, "Let's get on the schedule in a month and meet with Donald." I'm betting. It was a, yo, we're right here. Let's just talk. Okay, great. Oh, camera's here. Take a picture with your cardigan sweater that you're wearing for some reason. <laughs> and then keep it moving. I was like, all right. So, you know, these cats are rich, and they probably, and they're celebrities, and so they probably have more friends and similar contacts with Trump than they do with other folks. And so, you know, they might have a guy that's their manager. They might have a guy that helps, you know, their their weed guy that's also good friends with Don Jr. And, you know, all of a sudden you find yourself in a room with Trump. And you're like, oh, shit, how did I get here, right? So some of it I think is just a celebrity uh, network that some of these guys end up getting an audience with Trump that they wouldn't otherwise. But that's the best I can make sense of it. What, What do you think? So I I want to go, I'm a, I'm I'll throw on my sociology hat real quick. Um, so there's a couple of things. I think um, they're rich, right? So that's the first thing. Like they're rich. So I think there's a common vein there and 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 a, and a, and a level of access that they can get. In Ice Cube's case, um, Fifty was just trolling, uh, and also a little bit in 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 Wayne's case. Similar, but not as much as I think in Cube's case. Cube, to me, is like the, the real case study of a phenomenon that I kind of see playing out right now. Mm-hmm. Right? So you got the Black Lives Matter movement, which is led by black women, black queer women, right? And a lot of the resistance in the movement right now, black women and black queer women and queer folk are at the forefront. And I feel like black men right now are struggling to find themselves in the movement. And... Mm-hmm. With that, has this rhetoric around the Democratic Party has evolved with the idea that, like, they ain't done nothing for us, which is there's, – there's a lot of truth to that. And I don't consider myself a Democrat or a Republican, but um, there's a lot of truth to that. At the same time, I think in the idea that, like, I'm so woke that, like, I can see through the Democrats – and I'm I'm so woke. I'm so on another level. Super woke. Uh-huh. Since they're not going to mess with us, 
and they haven't been messing with us, I'm going to go talk to the other team yeah. <laughs> and see what's up because I am that rebellious. You feel me? So, like, nah, I'm not with the group think. I'm a free thinker black man. You hear a lot of folks yeah. saying that, and that's always yeah. dog with the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, you want to know. if okay. I do something I dumb, it's not dumb. It's just unorthodox. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I feel like that's what Cube was on. It's he, he, he outsmarted himself um, in the optics of the situation, and it was one of those, like, it's like he, he double spoke himself into a situation where it was like, yeah, I'm going to go meet with him. And I'm going to convince him to give a trillion dollars to the hood. Because he's going to do that. Like, wh- why do you think this man is trustworthy? <laughs> <laughs> no. that, that's where, the, that's where I, I pulled a muscle trying to stretch my brain. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I was like, okay, okay. Let's say you were like, hey, I got a plan. Is it really called the Platinum Plan? It, it, it is. It, it is that what Cube is. calls it? No, he calls it contract no, with something. Trump something. He, he has another name plan. for it, right? Okay. Trump calls it the Platinum Plan. Okay. I was wondering if you sure. So he's like, I got this thing. I think it's important. You know, Kuji Jacqueline, all that. We're going we gonna to do this thing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, so he he has the plan, and he's like, yeah, I, I think, you know, this will work. Oh, okay. Who do you think will stand by their word and actually follow through? And if that answer is Donald Trump, he's the dude that's going to follow through, then that's where you're. I'm like, I don't know why you would think that. And you know, yeah. he kept he he defended himself like I I brought it to two people. One said, let's talk afterwards. The other said, let's talk right now. Um, I, I like that. I want to talk right now. I was like, okay. Did they take any action? Is there is there a check being cut to somebody right now? Is is you know anything? No. So they're both giving you lip service. So that's why I was like, if they're both giving you lip service, why would you let yourself be used as a pawn? And that's the part where I'm just like, okay, some he he has bad counsel. He does. He has a bunch yeah. of yes men around him because somebody should have been like, hey, that man. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the other piece of this, right? So that's the other layer is that. So you you try to outsmart the room, and you outsmarted yourself. Mm-hmm. Two, like, who in your like, do you could you have had a better proxy, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. could you have could you have leveraged your access to get some the people we need in that room in the room? You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. you overestimated your own, but you don't have the 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 leverage to or the knowledge to speak. The black community, bro. <laughs> you just go. <laughs> Who are you representing? Like, that was the other thing. I was right. like, contract with Black America. I was like, uh, did Black America get to read this contract before you uh, right. gave it to the leader of the free world? To I was like, who elected you? Right. I, you got it easy about signing a contract. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking? Like, you skipped eight steps. And so this this goes, and this probably is why it rubs me the wrong way. Is it's like. It, it's based on ego. It's based on this idea of, like, I and I alone am going to be able mm-hmm. to bring to the mm-hmm. black community what others couldn't. And it's a true belief in that. And that is, ironically, or unironically, exactly, that's Trump's whole thing. That's literally Trump's yes. campaign speech. It's like, I and I alone can make America great again. And here's where I think... Like he connects with some of these folks, which who are also these believers of like, no, it's it's me. I am the special one that can do what others can't do. I don't I don't need to sit in meetings and gather. I don't need to do all the hard work. I can skip eight steps and go straight to the meeting and make it happen. And it doesn't work that way. It is, I, and I'm I'm just shocked that he's gotten as far as he's gotten in everything. He's super successful, done all this other stuff, and he doesn't understand how this thing works it's just it's crazy i just can't wrap my head around it maybe it's covid right right yeah i could i i i couldn't understand it i i get what he was trying to do and because i get what he was trying to do i could see the flaw in it right like i understand what you're trying to do and that, that's just that's just not gonna work bro <laughs> like i yeah. totally understand what you wanted to do i totally understand how you thought that was gonna go and it wasn't gonna go that way no matter what and you were gonna be standing there again with this particular person you were going to be standing there 
as a photo op for this dude to leverage you, and you gonna carry the water. Like you're gonna yep. have to carry the negative, all the neg- all the negative energy, all the negative whatever that comes from. It, you're carrying it. He's gonna back away and be like, "Look, I met with a black guy. I sat down <laughs> to talk with one of the rappers." You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that's what and like it, like you got hustled yeah. by a hustler. You know what I mean? It's yeah. one of those situations. And like y- you've been away from the streets too long, and you can't recognize that dude's a hustler. And there was no way you were coming out of that situation with an upper hand of any kind with that dude. Yeah. Right. So that's like, yeah, I just feel like brothers are out there trying to figure out how they can contribute and patriarchy and ego, man, that's a wild cocktail. <laughs> that's uh that point you made. Wild though, I got I got, I have to think on that because that, um, I hadn't thought of that angle before, but uh, I'm in a couple of chats, you know, talking about everything that's happening. It's like, you know, Stacey Abrams, we might owe her for that. You know, you know, all yeah. these, you know, black women that pretty they much laid the groundwork to make this thing happen. And um, for me, it's like, man, this is, man, we're lucky. We're blessed. And yes. some, some folks are like, well, where's my role in this then? Yes. <laughs> you know, if, this, if these are the Absolutely. leaders and these are the representatives, and that can be a struggle for some guys. That's. And that's oh, not the man. paradigm we were taught, right? That's not the paradigm we were taught, Malcolm yeah. Martin. And, yeah. you know, a dude is supposed to be at the front. And that's yeah. that's that's what we were sold, but that's not even the reality in those contexts, right? Even back then, that wasn't necessarily the reality of what was going on. Um, the sisters always have been in it and at the front. And, you know, again, folks in power pick, and choose, pick and choose who they want to, you know, who they want to prop up as, as leadership. And so, like, now that it's, it's not, you can't hide it, we're just trying to figure that out, man. I mean, we're just trying to figure that out. And so some cats are doing that out loud, and some of that cats are doing that in public. <laughs> and it's going to be some falling on their faces, man. It's going to be some falling on the faces. So. All right. I'm um, going to have to start yeah, looking that's, out that's, for this. This dynamic, I'm going to have to start looking out for this in, uh, yeah. in different circles. Yeah. All right. We're going to test your sociological theory. All right, we'll test it out, get it out in the field. We trust science. You know, we trust math, too. Um, they can go ahead and wrap this up, Joe. Like, yeah. Georgia, let's get it done. I don't Are know we what there? Are you, you so, got the TV on in the back. It, has, uh, has anything happened? Georgia is like a tie. Um, Pennsylvania is getting there. Trump is literally up by, like, 27,000 votes. Uh, 26. He's ahead 26. Nevada still being Nevada. Um, Arizona tripping. Like, why can't they just do what California did? Like, California, the polls closed, and, like, 30 seconds later, it was like, we're calling California. (laughs) And I was like, why can't everybody do that? (laughs) Cali is big as hell. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how they get all they votes in that fast? It's, uh... Yeah, uh, all I'll say is having read and followed way too much of this, I realized like, oh, there's a lot of arcane state level stuff that just Bruh. makes it ridiculous. And I'm like, okay, Bruh. all right, why do you have it this way? Uh, you know what? Don't even why answer is, that. I why don't is, care. Why is why do why are the votes being delivered by a man on a horse? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way we did. We've way? always yeah. done it that way. Yeah, we got cars now. <laughs> you ain't got to do it that way no more. But it's written in the state constitution. Yeah, y'all should update that. Yeah, just like they updated uh, Rhode Island is now now Rhode Island. It is no longer a plantation. So there we go. Twenty twenty. What are you? Oh man, twenty twenty. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I don't think I don't think twenty twenty is done with November yet. <laughs> I think twenty twenty is going. I think this is this might be uh, the grand finale. Twenty twenty. Yeah, the season the season finale of this episode of my life is is a hell of, is a hell of a doozy. It's gonna be worse than uh, Ozark season two. <laughs> yeah, funniest meme I've seen about twenty twenty in a minute. It was a wide shot view of the planet Earth from outer space, and an alien sitting there with a remote saying, "This season of Earth is wild." <laughs> <laughs> I think they've jumped the shark. I, I think the writers the writers have just gone a little overboard. You, if you if you watched a movie where all this stuff happened, you'd be like, 
man, these riders are tripping. They must have been on some drugs because this is just like, too much. They trying to throw everything into one movie. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> you gotta pace it out. They got a it racial uprising, like a pandemic, a crazy president. All these famous people are dying. Come on, it's not man. Believable. It's just not believable. This always sorry. This would never happen like this in real life. <laughs> All right, man, we're going to get out of here. Great show, as usual. I'm going to try to get some bells and whistles on this thing for the next time. Uh, Till then, we'll see you. Uh, we'll have a president. By the next time we talk, we'll have a president. So We better. I don't know. <laughs> or, or an extinction-level event, maybe. One of the two. <laughs> we'll have a president or we'll be in a civil war. <laughs> Bet. All right. <laughs> All right, homie. Peace. Later. Yep. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.